Putting the ain't in saint, you're listening to Canada's most listened to spiritual talk show. And now here's your host, Drew Marshall. artist on my show. I found out about her when I was at Hughes' room one night checking out some some different things happening. And um, that was like a year ago. So I've been creeping on her for a year, basically. And uh, it worked out that she could come in and join us for our Easter special, which I thought was perfect. Folks, you are listening to The Drew Marshall Show. We're streaming live at drewmarshall.ca. We're live right here in southern Ontario on Joy 1250. A few weeks ago, I was having a horrible day. I had a friend of mine that uh, died, and I was thinking about stuff. And I was just really wound up. But then I, it was, um, I don't know, something came into my mind. I thought, oh, yeah, Sarah's got some good music, and I want to put it on. Honestly, this stuff just totally decompressed me within a minute. It deepened the silence, did it? Remember that? From Harry Manx? Hello. <laughs> okay. Don't ever do that again. I'm just trying to wreck the silence. <laughs> Thank you. Sara Featherstone joins us live in studio. Sara, you um, are well regarded and respected in the industry. You're, you're, people have told me that you, not only are you a brilliant instrumentalist, but that you, you come in, you shut up, and you do the job. Nice to know people are saying that about me. <laughs> but it's so rare for, you know, so many artists need so much babysitting. I guess so. Depends. Look, you don't even see it, do you? <laughs> you don't even see it. I like to play with the ones who don't need babysitting, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have grown up in a very interesting family. Well, at least your mom's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, you met my mom. She's awesome. She is awesome. Hi, yeah. mom. <laughs> um, music has been part of your world forever? Yeah, I'd say. Yep. Who Who was your first inspirational person that kind of said, you know what? Yeah, this is kind of, I get this. Well, um, 
both my parents played music when I was a kid, before I was born. So that was probably something that I didn't have to think about too hard. You mean played music on the LP or played instruments? Uh, Both, but played instruments. Okay. Um, My mom played a bunch of different instruments, drums and percussion and guitar, and uh, she sang. And my dad also played guitar and sang. He's a uh, songwriter. Hmm. And uh, I don't know, in terms of LPs, I was probably listening to Bruce Coburn in the womb (laughs) quite a bit. (laughs) And, uh, And lots of other artists like that so have you played with bruce have i played with no i haven't played with bruce why are you wondering you'd you'd know that wouldn't you (laughs) i gotta think just in case i don't want to say no and then realize she's played with a lot of artists he was on the show again about a month ago was it yeah were you here in spirit yes (laughs) (laughs) no i was here i was the one making the phone call oh that's right that's right Well, there, you know, we've had a lot of people come through the show who have uh, dropped down, dropped down. They've dropped a lot of inspirational stuff on us. Yes. But there's something about awesome. instrumental music that it's either there or it's not there. Just because you do something instrumental, it either becomes a CD player in a massage therapy room. <laughs> <laughs> Weird reference, sorry. <laughs> um, or, or, or it's legit. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like when Simon Cowell judges a performance and says, wow, that sounded like it was uh, at an amusement park or it was a cruise ship thing. or You know, it kind of has a cheese factor to it. I know who he is, but I haven't watched that show much. <laughs> wow. Do you watch TV? No. No, I, I don't own one. <laughs> this is so... What? No, listen, listen to this. She doesn't have a TV and she doesn't have a car. See, <laughs> for those of us who live outside the city, you guys are weird. <laughs> But well, you, you live in the city, though, I right? live in Toronto, in the yeah. Oh, okay, well. Yeah. I used to have a car when I grew up in Burlington, but, you know. <laughs> Could you explain to me, uh, our listeners, I keep forgetting people listen, uh, this instrument that you have in your hand? All right. I have um, a small harp. This uh, particular harp is a triplet Christina music therapy harp. I didn't buy it specifically for music therapy, but um, because of that, it had a bunch of characteristics I liked. Uh, It's lightweight, it's small, it's portable, relatively speaking, as far as harps go. And it has a nice range, and the tone is mellow, and I think it sounds really nice. I played a few different harps, and so I was looking particularly for a small one, and I really like this one. How did you end up playing harp? Like, most people don't, from the womb, go, I want to play a harp. That's a good question, and... uh, it could, uh, I could give you the long answer or the short answer, but I'll try to make it short. Um, I suppose while my father was attending the University of Guelph doing his um, BA, um, I would visit him on weekends and he took me to the university lounge area where there was a little stage and there were noon hour concerts and there was a young woman playing a Celtic harp. Now I'd seen images and and videos and whatnot of uh, people playing the enormous concert harp, which is also an incredibly beautiful instrument, but it hadn't, that particular instrument, the size and various, for various reasons, didn't appeal to me. It seemed kind of unwieldy, you know, to Mm. a kid. But once I saw the Celtic harp and realized that it existed, I was uh, immensely drawn to it. And, and then by, through a series of unusual and, um, I don't know, coincidental events perhaps I met a man who had 
retired and begun building unusual things, unusual wooden instruments like harps and lyres and dulcimers. And he'd also built um, a canoe and a kayak and a grandfather clock and all sorts of cool things. And he Is was his amazing. name Geppetto? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good nickname for him, probably. <laughs> but no, I, I met him through some friends at a f- small festival I happened to go to one day, and he ended up building me my first harp. So probably I saw that concert that made me gave me my first inspiration about the harp when I was maybe 12 or 13. And then by the time I turned 16, I was buying my first harp. Man. <laughs> Well, Tim plays the bagpipes and rides the skateboard at the same time. That's impressive. Yeah, I got your beat, girl. I'm usually lying on my back on the ground <laughs> playing the Skateboard's bagpipes. down the street. Maybe the bag of the bagpipes yes. can be some sort of... Uh, Airbag? Well, because yeah. you got to protect them when yeah, you fall. It really, it really hurts. <laughs> it's also known as a Scottish breathalyzer. Yes, it is. Because if it sounds good, you're drunk. There you go. That's funny, Tim. I care about you. You know. I that? know you. Well done. <laughs> Can you rescue us, Sarah? Can you just play something? Would you like me to play a tune? Yes, please. All right. Sure. What do you? What, I mean, and I always find it funny. Like I ask artists to set up uh, songs, but when it's an instrument, are you singing on this one? No, no. Okay. I was just clearing my throat. No, but I was going to ask you because you set up a song. You know, what's this song about? That's a weird question for an instrumental song. Maybe, but not necessarily. No, it is. No, it's not. No. When? Why would it? Well, how can a song be that has no words be about something? <laughs> Why wouldn't True. it be? Think of all the classical music that yeah. you know, Star Wars, the ages, and the in the Indiana Jones. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's all sorts. Of, yeah, for sure. Uh, there's a story to things. Is there a story to this song? Yeah, I'm gonna. The first tune I'll play is one that starts off my first record. I have two instrumental recordings, full-length recordings. This one I released in 2003, and it took many years to record it. And this particular tune is called Joshua's Song, and it was inspired by a trip to Ottawa I took to study Canadian government when I was in high school. Not so much that. Yeah, there was some of that involved. But um, I made some really wonderful friends while I was there, and one in particular was um, a guy called Josh Patterson, who's now... um, a human rights lawyer in BC. Uh, he's really amazing. And he not only was very interested in politics and whatnot that we were learning about in that trip, but he could sing some incredibly beautiful Celtic songs in Gaelic that he'd translated and learned phonetically himself. So one day, um, when we were totally behaving ourselves, because <laughs> we were staying in a, um, a hotel downtown Ottawa, across from the parla- parliament buildings, and we were strictly not allowed to go to any other floor except these two that we were occupying. And so they told us specifically we weren't allowed to take the elevator to any other floors. So we took the stairs. Of course. <laughs> All we did, though, See, is a lawyer would come up with that. Climb up the stairs to the top of the building and sing songs because they echoed all the way down and back up again. And they were beautiful. So we just, uh, a bunch of us, saints, look at how nice. We were so well behaved, yeah, really. Yeah. Nerds. Um, <laughs> Do you think that someone who learned the harp as a teenager is anything other than a nerd? (laughs) All right. uh, So here's a piece called Joshua's Song. Live in the Drew Marshall Show, Sarah Featherstone. (laughs) 
seems a shame to wreck it with talking now man that is so nice and i know you hear this a lot because it's unique and uh and it's peaceful and you know it's it is maybe the most soul penetrating instrument in the world maybe when i was listening to your music on your website which is sarafeatherstone.com Mm-hmm. S-A-H-R-A. We're going to talk about that lifelong torment of spelling your name that way <laughs> in a second. Uh, there are three songs that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Two I can remember right now. One was that one. Mm-hmm. The other one was something about a clergy or a pastor or a vicar That's, or something. Yeah. The one we came in on. That was the one we started the show right. on. But I didn't know what the names were. I was just listening. And then when it went through the cycle again, I went, oh, yeah. That, that really hit me, and I looked at it and went, oh, okay, it's a song about it. Yeah, The Clergyman's Lament. Yeah. That kind of describes my life. <laughs> and then Joshua's song is the son of, name, name of my son, the son of my name. <laughs> so, and, and the Book of Write On is something I really want to talk to you about. Sure. Because that video uh, was shot by a handsome devil. I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Um, But it was, I mean, that's one of the best uh, visuals I've seen in a long time. Really well put together. Um, And can I just, this may not be a compliment, but who's the girl that you covered or that she did the song before you did? Um, It's a Joanna Newsom song. Okay. So this, again, like, you know, she's known to be quirky, right? So I get that. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, I'll take your vocals any day. Well, that's nice of you. I really love her music, of course. That's yeah. why I learned that song and cover it. But yeah, she's um, she's unusual and she's got definitely kind of a quirky voice. So mm-hmm. some people love her and, you know, some people not so much. But I think her music's amazing. I love her. I'm a huge fan. Did you find out about her because you're both harpists? Um... I don't, don't remember. particularly remember if that's why. Okay, let's move on to a different question then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how the harp is tuned. Okay, that's a good question. Um, Tim, this is my show. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Drew, can you ask her how the harp is tuned? How's the harp tuned, Sara? <laughs> well, Drew, well, Tim, <laughs> the harp, um, this particular harp is tuned uh, in a diatonic scale. That means that to put it simply it's tuned kind of like a piano with no black keys so it's tuned to a regular major scale so it's a racist harp uh i'm just gonna let that one go (laughs) i'll just shut up okay (laughs) what's the difference between what did you call it a what scale a diatonic scale and the pentatonic pentatonic scale pentatonic has five notes chromatic has 
all the notes of the Western scale. So the, the thing is, with that, it's not entirely limited to the diatonic scale because, as you can see, there's a little piece of metal on every string, and that's a sharpening lever. So I'm able to play two notes on every string, and I can, I can change them in the middle of a piece in a limited sort of way. That's like Stevie Wonder with a harmonic. Ah. Yes. <laughs> Forgot a syllable. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. would be a monotonic right. syllable that you just dropped. Thank you. I should, we should not talk about music this deeply on our show. Um, can you do another song, please? Of course. Yeah. What are you going to do, Sarah Featherstone? Well, um, I had three pieces of music in mind. Okay, while she's thinking about what she's going to play, let me just tell you something about Sarah Featherstone. She can... Uh, bounce around on the stage with Doc Martens in a Celtic punk band. <laughs> she can mellow anybody out with other stuff. And then she can be this sultry character amongst other sultry characters. Um, I can't remember their names. Uh, you must be talking about Scarlet Jane. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when I get to the end of the show, like it's four hours, right? I just, I'm done. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, Scarlett Jane are two of my Do you remember Scarlett Jane, too? They're awesome. Oh, yeah, sorry. sorry. I'm a wrong question. If you <laughs> yeah, totally I do remember remembers. them. <laughs> they are such just fantastic human beings. Yeah. In your amazing. group of people, I don't think I've met a jerk. Yeah, I would hope So could I? Could I be the? <laughs> you could be the honorary jerk yeah, if you'd like. Jerk. <laughs> There's other, there's other names they could use. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, can you do your yeah, song, please? Yeah. All my friends are great. Of course. you got to hang around with good people, you know? Yeah, Tim. That's why I'm on this show. It is, because of your good people. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so the next piece I'm going to play is um, another instrumental one. This was written by a good friend of mine who lives in a little town called Paris, Ontario. Good town. His name is Brian Piquel, and he's a tune writer and a musician, and he writes amazing tunes. So my second album, I chose a lot of material that was written by friends of mine. Um, and this starts off the album, and it's the title track. It's called Born of a Summer's Day. Live on the Drew Marshall Show, Sarah Featherstone. <laughs> Thank you. 
Do you, um, hmm, do you listen to music similar to yours? Like, in other words, so as much as I would be chuffed about chuffed, all of a sudden we're in London, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, listening to music and just like having it there, decompressing me or in the background. Do you listen to that the same kind of stuff, or are you more into ACDC? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't really listen to the kind of music that I make, but sometimes I do. It depends. To be honest with you, I listen to music most of the time to learn it for gigs when I'm playing with different bands and I need to learn their music. So uh, when I, depending, if I'm playing a lot at the time, I really don't listen to music because I need to give my ears a break, you know? But uh, but there's a few artists. Most of the music that I listen to is uh, created by friends of mine. I really yeah. like a lot of stuff that people I know do, or I'll meet them through music if I like their music, you for know, instance. Someone I, uh, I found her music to be actually quite um, good. <coughs> I don't know why I struggled through that sentence. <laughs> uh, is um, Melanie Brule, mm-hmm. and she's got a CD release coming up in May, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that whole gang. There's just a lot of talent oh, yeah. there. That's yeah. Yeah, great. Ladies I love Scarlett Jane's music. You know, I play yeah. with them sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. The so Ladies in Waiting them. gang. Yeah. Yeah. They're all wonderful. Man. We're in the studio with Sarah Featherstone. Have you dealt with the whole uh, spelling, missaying of your name your whole yeah. life? Yeah. I don't know if I'd call it an issue. I, I'm quite fond of my I'm name. I'm not saying you need to go to no, therapy no. for it or anything, <laughs> but... You just called it an issue. Okay. But yeah, there was one time I went to Ikea and I... Um, I was in the checkout line and I handed the checkout person my credit card and uh, they looked at me and looked at the card and said, Sara. And it was amazing because people don't usually do that. Well, they, they <laughs> I wasn't wrong. really expecting it in the Ikea line, but it happened. Well, they have all those weird names at Ikea. <laughs> they, they, draw, they have a lot of H's in their names yeah. over there. They're accustomed to, yeah. Yeah. Let's not pronouncing try to over, overanalyze this experience. <laughs> Well, Sarah Featherstone is a multi-instrumentalist and has been playing music for over, over, well over 15 years. How many years now? Um, I played my first paid gig 22 years ago. You're kidding me. So your website needs to be updated a little bit. <laughs> well. Over I mean, 15? <laughs> yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> that's over safe. 15. Just add well over. <laughs> well over. <laughs> she has two solo albums, and the most recent Born of a Summer's Day was nominated for a 2010 Canadian Folk Music Award. Now, the album features her harp, violin, and low whistle playing. Mm-hmm. So what does that sound like? Um, if I could imitate it all right now with my voice, I mm-hmm. would, but I can't. Low whistle. Is that so the big honking? you'll just have honking? to buy the CD. And oh, nice. <laughs> and hear it for yourself. Is that the big honking wooden thing? They can be made of various materials. The ones that I have are made of some type of metal. Oh, it's like a tin tin whistle. It's a big tin whistle or penny whistle. Right, but it's low. It's the octave lower than that. There's a Brian Adams song that features it quite prominently. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Trivia. Yeah, so both of my albums are available for digital download on my website, in case anyone's interested. You need to take off the thing that rolls the song's... Well, live. you can go there and listen to them. No, but I'm saying, like, if they if they <laughs> just have snippets... if you want to put it on your device, then you got to buy it. It only it's, costs nine ninety nine or something like that. Yeah, that's a good deal. And nine ninety nine Canadian. Yeah, look at that. Who's the coolest person you've ever uh, 
played with musically? Like name drop. Time for name dropping? Yeah. Jeez. Um, I've played with a lot of really cool people. That's hard to narrow down. Um, Celine Dion? I've not played with Celine Dion. Um, but I did play with Nelly Furtado. Okay. I played also with um, Carlos Nunez, who's one of the foremost, maybe the foremost, Galician uh, Celtic, Spanish Celtic Are those the things you wear on your dress shoes? Oh, those are galoshes. Sorry. <laughs> Just going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, that was an incredible honor. That was amazing. And, yeah, I don't know. Well, like a lot of people. Ron Sexsmith? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty nifty. Kurt, <laughs> Kurt Swinghammer? Mm-hmm. You know him? He's a he's an incredible artist as well as, I mean, visual artist as well as a musician. He, You know how the Cameron House is repainted every yeah. however many years? He had he one of his pieces of art was up there. He painted it a number of years ago. Huh. I mean, he's done a lot of other things besides paint the Cameron House, but I <laughs> particularly remember it because it yeah. was really cool. <laughs> the Tartan tenor, Tenors, were they the, uh, no, Terrors, Tartan Terrors. Terrors. Yep. They were the crazy uh, Celtic thing yeah. with the, with the yeah, Doc, they're, Doc they're based out of Burlington, and they tour a lot through the States, so I was Who was the guy we had on with the thing, the guy with the... The Boron? <laughs> yeah, the Boron. The Boron guy. <laughs> yeah. He was uh, part of that, wasn't he? We just had him in here. Yeah, we just... With a, oh, a, uh, Jacob McCauley. Yes, 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 yes. He, he, I don't think that he's been a part of the Tartan Terrors. Oh. I played with another um, Celtic band, more of an original band, called Fig for a Kiss for years, many years, with Duncan Cameron and Joe Phillips. And um, Fiona Call and uh, Duncan is a- another amazing tune writer. On my second album, I cover a piece of his, an instrumental tune that he wrote. And um, he he's a multi instrumentalist. He plays about twelve instruments, including the illin pipes that nice. you're mentioning, and the whistle and the fiddle and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and we were banned, and we had a great time. It was awesome. I love being part of that band. In fact, the record that we made uh, in that band also was nominated for a Canadian Folk Music Award in 2006 or seven, I think. It's pretty groovy. I recorded it all myself, too, in my basement. I recorded my second record myself in my basement. Or I don't really have a basement anymore, but whatever. <laughs> in my house. <laughs> in my bungalow, my apartment, whatever. <laughs> mm. I, the creative process, I wonder if it's any different for when you're coming up with a song on harp. As opposed to some dude in a guitar. I don't know. I'm not a dude with a guitar. Come on. <laughs> so I couldn't say. I don't no, know. But I don't like. You just start plucking and things happen. I mean, how does it go down? Well, <laughs> just make I you sound like an electrolysis basically appointment. That's how it goes. Right. <laughs> it depends. Some some people compose music in their head before they even play it. Do some you write it down? No, no. I usually improv it, play it, play stuff, and then record it if I have recording stuff nearby and then sometimes it turns into a piece of music your inspiration usually comes from highs or lows light or dark alcohol or tobacco (laughs) (laughs) you're getting personal there um i don't think one thing in particular i think any you are the hardest person i have ever interviewed (laughs) in 12 years that's hilarious you just seriously I'm not so much into broad generalizations. I Apparently. Like to, yeah. I love well, it. Well, let me tell you, I had um, uh, 
a big inspiration, and I was a huge fan of his music for years before I even realized that he plays the harp, is Andreas Volinvader. Do you know him? No, but Lots I of want people to, with LP name. collections um, have uh, a record of his from the 80s somewhere in their collection. Okay. He won a Grammy, I think, in the 80s for one of his albums, and it's a lot of it's instrumental, and a lot of it sounds like it's ma- maybe a little bit still in the 80s. Some of it's a bit cheesy, but I love it. Some of it is outrageous. It's beautiful. He uses so many tone colors and different instruments for different effects, and he's wonderful. And I got to meet him when I was in Europe. Um, I actually applied for a Canada Arts Council grant to study in Switzerland with him, which is where he lives. And through that process, I got to meet him and give him some of my music. And he was, you know when you have a, a hero and you hope that they're a nice person? And sometimes it's a bit of a letdown. This guy was what, what, the what nicest are you, what are you trying to guy. Say? <laughs> no, this guy was the nicest guy in the That's world. Cool. He was very, very sweet, very gracious, and uh, it was amazing. I, unfortunately, I didn't get the Canada Council grant. I tried twice, didn't get it. Oh, oh well. <laughs> Moved on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to. I want to finish the show with you playing us out, and you are about to play a song called. This piece is called Clothes of Sand by Nick Drake. Thank you, Sarah. I really appreciate you being here. It's a perfect ending to a, a great show. Sarah Featherstone, live in the Drew Marshall Show. Thanks.
Something has taken you so far.